I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 97 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our now streaming episode. We talk about stuff that we've been streaming. But before we get to that, uh, guys, the Oscar, not the Oscar, the Emmy nominations uh, dropped today. The Emmys, uh, which are like basically not the Oscars you deserve, except we also close. did not the Oscars you deserve. Yeah, that was closer to the Golden Globes, I think. And <laughs> it's just weird, like they drop, like the nominations drop in July. Like there's a mm. lot of the year left to <laughs> some would say nearly half the year left. I don't know how this works. Uh, but I guess it's from 2021's seasons. I'm yeah, there's guessing? a certain I don't know. There's a certain season that works for uh, award nomination shows. Kind of like fiscal year is not really the calendar year. Sure. They they set their own parameters where it's going to be like August to June, and you're like, oh, okay, so it's not really anything about 2022 or anything like that. Yeah. Well, because like some of these nominations, uh, like have had are like in their fifth or sixth season and I'm not yeah. sure which season they're putting up. I'm assuming it's what happened in 21, but then like Severance was nominated for a bunch of stuff and I thought Severance came out like two months ago, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I may be way off. I don't know. Um, but I want to run some of these at you, see if you'd seen these. Um, nominated for Outstanding Drama Series, Better Call Saul, which, have you Makes guys watched... Sense. No, I have not. I wasn't a big fan of Breaking Bad. Sorry to say, all the Breaking Bad fans out there. Well, maybe better for you. I enjoy Better Call Saul way more than I enjoyed Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets uh, were nominated for Best Drama Series or Outstanding Drama Series. Then Outstanding Comedy Series, Abbott Elementary, which... I was sure it was going to be terrible, but I guess I'm wrong. Uh, the Marvelous Miss Maisel, Ted Lasso, Only Murderers in the Building, yeah. Hacks, and Barry. And I want to ask you guys, out of those 10 or so movies, I, or uh, TV shows I just listed off, have you guys seen any of those? And would you like stand on the table for any of them? So I've only seen a handful of them, but I will say one of the things that I like about the categories you just read about is that I've at least heard about, read about, and like been in conversations about all of them except for Abbott Elementary. Uh, I don't know very much about that one, but all the rest of them I know are very popular and everybody has opinions. You know, you can tell they're popular because they're captivating. Everybody's talking about them. So I actually like that at least this award ceremony is like, yeah, this is what the people want as opposed to, I feel like a lot of other award ceremonies, uh, or like, hey, you don't know about this one, but you should because you're uncultured and we're going to make right. you like it. Because look, it got seven nominations for this like yeah. indie flick that nobody ever heard of. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. I'm pretty sure Abbott <laughs> Elementary is like The Office and Parks and Rec style mockumentary, but in like a elementary school. And so I was just like, that certainly will be terrible. Um, <laughs> but I've never seen anything about it. Uh, and then Only Murderers in the Building, uh, that's the one with Martin Short and Steve Martin, I think. 
Um, yep. And I thought it got it's really terrible reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I thought they got really terrible reviews, but I guess I'm wrong. I, um, I will say the People's Choice, everybody I've ever heard that has seen it said it was really fun. Uh, oh, okay. okay. I hadn't, I never heard anybody stand on the table and was like, stop what you're doing and go watch it right now. Uh, so I want to preface it with that. But yeah. most everybody I know that have seen it has said, hey, it was really fun. I think you would enjoy it. And, you know, it's worth watching, which is okay. more than I can say for a lot of TV today. No. Yeah, because like Ozark is on here for Outstanding Drama Series. And I bailed on Ozark after the first season, which I guess I might have been wrong for. Did either of y'all stick it out with Ozark? Uh, everyone's described Ozark as a poor man's justified. So I've wanted to start it, but have okay. not. Maybe now that it's got this Emmy knob, I'll, it'll give me a reason to watch it. But I, I've been strictly over in movie land these past few months gotcha. year. So I'm excited to yeah. see what wins, and maybe I'll, it'll take me back into TV land. I will say uh, Ozark is a perfect example of something for me that I have no really good justification for it. So I'm just going to kind of bare my soul for a second. When <laughs> so many people get ahead of me on a thing yeah, and everybody talks about it, I tend to shut it down because I'm like, whatever, I missed it. I missed the boat. Like, I'm out. Uh, like, I didn't watch Breaking Bad for a really long time because I was a couple seasons behind and it took somebody sitting me down and be like, you will watch this. And the same thing happened <laughs> to Ozark. I didn't watch it immediately when it came out. And I heard a bunch of people talk about it. And I was like, all right, well, it passed me. I'm going to, I don't know if it's like the rebellious streak in me or whatever. But I'm like, it's not for me. You know, I'm going to whatever. Uh, and the same thing happened to me with Yellowstone. Like everybody over the age of 45 would stop talking about Yellowstone. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just not going to watch this show. Yeah. And I have no idea if it's good or not. Like that's on me. Like I've seen a couple episodes, but I'm just like, if I guarantee you it's my rebellious streak. If someone tells me you will love it over and over and over and over again, I'm going to go, no, forget you. I'm not well, gonna Drew, just you to would spite hate, you. You know me. You would hate succession, so you shouldn't watch it ever. <laughs> uh, I wanted to note that like on the when you get down for the list of Emmy nominations, there's the you know outstanding supporting actor and supporting actress in a drama series or whatever. And like there's like six of those. For male and female, uh, outstanding supporting actors and actresses, and like half of them are from Succession in both uh, categories. <laughs> so they, they've got like a fifty percent chance of winning that one, um, which is wild. And it goes to show it's a great show that Drew you won't like, so don't watch it. Okay. Um, but Stranger Things it just being makes nominated, me want to watch it. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Stranger Things being nominated uh, goes right into my now streaming because uh, Stranger Things season four, I think. Uh, just ended about a week ago. Part and one and part two. Part one and part two. And guys, I've I've dogged on Stranger Things in the past, and I would like to formally apologize. That show's awesome. It's really really good. <laughs> I'm totally on board with Stranger Things. Um, I feel like I might be the wrong demographic for Stranger Things, and I don't care. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, I just really enjoyed it, and uh, the ending was really really cool. And I think they set up for some good stuff. And those. Those kid actors are incredible. And they do an awesome job. I looked job. into a lot of good ones. A oh, lot yeah. of good ones. Um, then beyond that, The Boys finished up uh, last week as well. Have you guys caught up? No, I've got one more episode left. Oh, man. I've got... How many episodes are in season three? Nine, I think. Yeah. I've got nine episodes nine. left. 
too. Oh my gosh! This this season of The Boys was some killer TV shows. Uh, it was killer TV. Um, and then my wife made me watch a scary movie called Annabelle <gasps> Creations. Oh no! Uh, it is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, as a prequel to Annabelle, which is about a doll. So spoiler alert: yeah. this movie is about a doll. Um, God, I, I couldn't. I had my hands over my eyes for over seventy five percent of the movie. Scariest movie I've ever seen. If you're a scary movie person, go enjoy. If you're not, please avoid at all costs. And then finally, I went to the movie theater to watch what some people are saying of the best movie of 2022, which is Top Gun Maverick. And wow. let me tell you guys, it's definitely not the best movie of 2022, but it's also definitely better than the original. So The planes. Got that you said you like the planes, something. didn't you? That is something for Kyle to say that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that they filmed all of that actually in fighter jets and stuff. That's pretty neat. I think the storyline is still outrageous. And, uh, you know, I talked to Crawford, I guess, a couple weeks back about the um, David Letterman, my next guest needs no introduction, um, when he brings Ryan Reynolds on. And at some point, Ryan Reynolds talks about Tom Cruise and how Tom Cruise always flexes his jaw bones in movies <laughs> yeah and i had never he's like i don't have that muscle whatever that is like he doesn't i can't do it <laughs> and i never thought about it really before but that was all i could see when i was watching top gun maverick it was anytime that someone that like outranks him is talking to him his eyes squint and he like flexes his jaw somehow and i don't know how he does it um but that just goes to his incredible acting skills i guess he talent flex yeah. muscles that no one else has um, yeah, see, Crawford's trying to do it, but I don't. It's not visible to the human eye. Maybe it's just because the zoom camera is not as good as the. Uh, That's what it is. My camera's not as good as as Tom Cruise's cameras. That's the only reason. And then I saw a preview for the new Mission Impossible movie when you know his superior is talking about how he's never gonna save the world again or something and you see him squint his eyes and flex his jawbone I was like oh my god this is probably in every Tom Cruise movie and it's one of those glass shattering moments where like I'll never miss it ever again Uh, it's him running and him flexing his jaw at the same time it's like it's the most perfect Tom Cruise moment yeah that's what I'm looking forward to for the rest of my Tom Cruise viewings (laughs) but Maverick it's fine it's a fun movie yeah yeah I I you know, I'll, I'll jump on the dunking on Tom Cruise real quick. Uh, have you noticed the tooth in the middle of his mouth? Yeah, middle tooth. Yeah, that's the that's the glass shard one for me. Uh, but he's a very talented actor, and I, and I, I good friend of the podcast. I'd hate for him to stop listening now. For sure. Uh, Ninety-seven episodes in, uh, he's done a lot of great things for us. A lot of great plane stuff in Maverick, and I enjoyed the movie too. Yeah, Drew Allen, what have you been watching, man? Uh, yes, I've got a couple movies that I'm excited about. All of them are going to be take it back in the time machine so i'm going to take you on a trip the first one will take us all the way back to the distant past of 2001 where a jet Li film came out called the one i think this is the first multiverse movie that came out there are there are other movies i looked up that have like deal with alternate dimensions but this is the first one where they're like jumping between multiverses and like that's the key concept of the movie, okay. which I think is interesting. So, uh, what's this, 21 years ago is when the multiverse stuff started hitting the big screen. You got Jet Li, uh, Delroy Lindo, Carla Gugino, and Jason Statham, who 
is the oh. one they get to explain the multiverse, which nice. is amazing to hear his raspy voice explain you time and space. It's amazing. <laughs> the that, was, that sound- was not half bad, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Thank you. The, uh, the soundtrack is freaking incredible. It opens with uh, Drowning Pool's Bodies. That the bodies hit the oh, floor. Yeah. We don't have the rights for any of these, but it's incredible to see <laughs> Jet Li. Uh, he's kind of like a superhero. The, the idea of the movie is if you kill yourself in a different multiverse, then all of the rest of your multiverse selves distribute his power. And so one Jet Li starts killing off all of the other Jet Li's in every multiverse to become a god. And so you get to him where he's like got two people left he's got to kill before he's sentient. So he's doing all that with the uh, incredible soundtrack of Disturbs Down with the Sickness at one point. Oh, yeah. Nice. A couple very different early pop- 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very dated movie. The CGI is not the best in the world, but it, it's passable. There are multiple Papa Rocha songs, including Last Resort. Nice. Oh, and wow. yeah, it's, it's just a fun movie. It's a great action uh, some you know decent CGI for the time, and it's it's a fun multiverse movie, and that's kind of in right now. So it's fun to kind of see where it started and and how these movies kind of draw from that. Let's see, there's anything in my notes that is worthwhile. It was originally supposed to be a rock movie before he left to do Scorpion King and Mummy Returns. Oh wow! Yeah, so this is the movie he turned down. It's iconic for that reason alone. So I would recommend it. It was super fun. Um, the other movie I watched uh, is a sports drama from the... Uh, well, it's about the 1980s, Borg versus McEnroe, uh, with a, a Swedish actor who I should have looked up his name, uh, but he plays Bjorn Borg, who's the gentleman machine, uh, very respectful uh, tennis player who's won the Wimbledon four times, and he's trying to win the historical fifth win that nobody ever... You know, won five Wimbledons, apparently. And then John McEnroe, played by Shia LaBeouf, is mm-hmm. uh, the young upstarter who's very disrespectful, the bad boy rebel, cursing and causing up a big scene. And he's the big competition. He's number two in the world. And it's kind of their story. Um, yeah. It's a very in-depth, like, down to, like, they getting in their heads for all these matches in Wimbledon and less about the tennis, which I think is going to appeal to <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. who are not big tennis people. But it's it's very interesting. It's a very good kind of psychology experiment or, or dissection of the two different, you know, these are pretty much two sides of the same coin. They're both very, uh, you know, high-level com- competitors, but one of them keeps it all bottled up inside and lets it out in the racket, and the other one is just explosive. And, you know, it's kind of their story of him kind of uh, Bjorn going out of his peak and McEnroe coming up and it's really fun it's a really great movie um, what so was I the name again? Recommend that, one. that is B- Borg versus McEnroe cool yeah it was really good and the last movie I want to talk about is The Sea Beast have y'all seen anything on Sea Beast in Netflix? no no okay it's a it's an animated movie that comes up I think it's it's like not a Pixar not a Disney don't quote me on this but I didn't see any of those it seems like a, a low-budget animated movie um, that's done really well. It's kind of like a... Uh, there's similar traits to how, how to Train Your Dragon, but it's got Carl Urban. Um, and uh, uh, so... <laughs> did I catch your in right now. It's got yeah. Butcher in it. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, 
the uh, I, I probably should looked up some more of the cast, but it's just a, it's a, I I didn't know what to expect because I'd, I'd heard nothing about it. But I was scrolling through every single title on HBO Max, and I just couldn't find one that both me and my wife would enjoy. But uh, it's got Dan Stevens, who's from Legion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jared Harris, who plays Moriarty in the Ooh. Robert Downey Jr.'s um, Sherlock Holmes. But it's it's a great film. It's a great animated feature. Uh, it's got good sea monsters. It's a little scary. It's for kids also. So, Kyle, I'm not I'm not sure if your your child is old enough because there are some legitimately scary moments. There's one scene that will stay with me and my nightmares forever. But uh, <laughs> I would also recommend the Sea Beast on Netflix. The uh, the giant rock monsters from Frozen Two still get my daughter, so I don't know if she's ready for <laughs> sea monsters yet. Yeah. But that's all that I have. Crawford, we're going to kick it to you to round out our now streaming pod. Cool, yeah. Uh, so I have one movie and one show I really want to talk about. So one of the movies is called Ida Red. Uh, I watched it when I was on a plane. It's one that I remember seeing a preview for and was like, I'm interested, but I never saw it heavily promoted anywhere. And then I saw it on the plane. I was like, all right, I'll watch it. It was really good. It's the story... Of a, of a guy uh, played by Jason Harnett who is basically the son of a big crime queen pin uh, and his mom is in jail and he kind of runs the family business for her while she's behind bars and he and his crazy uncle who's played by Frank Grillo uh, they are uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Texas but it somewhere in the south and they you know are Robin trucks and hitting banks and doing stuff like that and it's a cool family dynamic movie it's a cool like cops versus the bad guys type movie you're not really rooting for anybody in particular because everybody kind of sucks but you also want (laughs) everybody to be okay because you kind of care about them so it's a it's an interesting (laughs) dynamic uh there are some actors in it that i think do a really great job like uh, Josh Harnett and Frank Grillo, like I mentioned. Uh, there's also a couple of the like, oh, wait, it's that person uh, with William Forsyth, who that may, that name might not mean much to you, but I immediately recognized him as like, oh, you're the guy from The Rock. Uh, if you see his face, you'll be like, oh, of course, it's that guy. Which uh, guy from Ann, The Rock? Uh, he's the detective that is like giving Nicolas Cage a really hard time. He's the FBI guy that's giving Nicolas Cage a really hard time. Uh, the whole time. Oh, yeah, that guy. He just looks like a bad guy. <laughs> yep, all the time. Uh, and then Deborah Ann Wall, who is from Daredevil. And yeah. then uh, Mark Boone Jr., who I know mainly from uh, Sons of Anarchy. But they all do a really great job. And I think this was a movie that kind of went under the radar and I think is a great movie. It's very similar to Hell or High Water, that type of vibe, okay. uh, where it's like, criminals that are doing bad things that you know are bad and you're like i don't want you to win but i also kind of want you to win um so it's got that cool southern vibe and cops versus bad guys it's fun uh so i would i'd have read i don't know where you can find it you probably have to rent it uh it's two words ida space red and it's the it's the mom's name who's behind bars that's why it's called that. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. The The show I want to mention is called Terminal List. 
I scrolled past oh. the boys on Amazon Prime to watch Terminal List, and it's very good. No spoilers. I'm only one episode in. Okay, I will. I will give a spoiler-free review. I think it's eight episodes, and I think it's highly worth your time. the The plot I'm going to give you happens in the first fifteen minutes, so I'm not spoiling anything. Uh, right. Chris Pratt is the is the main lead. He leads a team of elite seals, and all of his team dies in a in a in an op, and he thinks that they've been set up. And, but he also suffers a concussion throughout the whole thing. So he has like some memory issues. So it's this whole battle of like, did that actually happen? Did it not happen? He's wrestling with like, can he remember? Like what? But he also thinks like there's a conspiracy going on, but nobody believes him. It's very, very good. It's very interesting. Um, and then it turns into like a, a great action show throughout the rest of the series. So hmm. I compared it to. It's kind of like the movie Without Remorse, the Tom Clancy movie with oh. Michael B. Jordan, meets Homeland, the movie or the show with uh, Damian okay. Lewis, meets Shutter Island, because it's like an action, like army guy or you know Navy SEAL got to go save the day, but also like he can't trust like what's real and what's not, and like he's mm-hmm. misremembering things all the time. It's very very good. It's um, it's not the the best thing you'll see this year, but I would say it's a seven point five. Cool. Uh, it it is a little uh you know very violent, so heads up on that. It's not like you're hey I want a fun Saturday afternoon rom com. I'm gonna watch Terminal List. Right. Uh, you kind of answered the question I was gonna ask you, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Does it get better after the first episode? Yes. Seems seemed that way. And then does Chris Pratt get better after the first episode? I think Chris Pratt does a good job throughout it. Um, okay. He, one of the best things I like about him in this show is that it's easy, I think, for shows that deal with military trauma to be like, they are either so upset that they're angry all the time and all they emit is like rage and anger or sure. you know they're so I'm a cool guy action star that all they do is like one liners and like yeah. ha ha like none of this actually phases me I'm just really cool and he does a really good job of showing you I'm a Navy SEAL who's trained to compartmentalize my life but sometimes just the extreme nature of the emotion of what he's feeling comes out and expresses itself in like deep rage or deep sadness or whatever. And it, I think he does a good job with it. Okay, cool. You know, they give him that like derpy haircut and like, he's, he's real just, I don't know if confused. I half the first episode he's concussed. So I guess that's yeah. hard to judge on, but I was like, man, I hope this gets better. Cause he's one of those guys who are like, I really want him to do well every time I see him on screen. Um, yeah. So I was really hoping that it picks up. So I'm excited to get to the rest the, of it. The derpy haircut is funny because I did make the comment several times where, you know, he's dealing with memory issues. So they flash back and forth to different parts of his life. And there's sometimes they try to make him look younger, like, oh, this is years ago kind of a thing. And he looks so much like a little boy because of his haircut. Yeah. It's it's so <laughs> funny. And it's like, ooh, man, Guardians really gave him a glow up just with the little like. Sure did. 
slight faux hawk in the front, just like kind yeah. of right, poof that up a little bit. It's like, yeah. ooh, man, that's like me in seventh grade before I knew what hair product was. Let's <laughs> be clear, you didn't know what hair product was until you were a junior in college. Hey, listen, this is not the podcast you when deserve, not you the hairstyles you don't for deserve. A year. <laughs> And that looks like it's going to do it for this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Please stick around for the next episode where we break down the MCU's latest movie, Thor, Love and Thunder, next. Woo.